if I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? Or are you just going to sit there and let them burn? Hey, this is Don't Let Them Burn. Welcome to the program. This is the Political Edge episode eight. And today we're going to get into some stuff dealing with Europe. But before that, I want you guys to check out, if you haven't been on this program before, you haven't seen it, this is Don't Let Them Burn. And we have different segments. This one right here is called The Political Edge. Then we have, give me a second here. We have Behind the Music, which, um, of course, we talk about music, the music industry, the, some of the, the secrets you probably do or don't know, um, the methodologies um, when constructing these, pro, these uh, sorry, these uh, musical um, songs or whatever. And then we go into uh, some of the occult symbolism and whatnot. So anyway... We also have what's called Game Invaders, where we talk about video games. We have Paranormal Shift, where we talk about the paranormal and we try to give a biblical worldview to all that stuff. We have Reign of the Tech, which, of course, we talk about technology. Um, Hollywood Matrix, we go deep, we do a deep dive into the mysteries behind some of these Hollywood films. We have Apocalypse News and Updates, which apparently is about the end times. We have Codex Explained, where we explain some things going on in the Bible there. We also have Deception, the Road to Disclosure, which is connected to my documentary, upcoming documentary. And um, it'll be like a, um, a making of, plus, plus I have a couple guests on there as well. And that will turn into something else later. We will re 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 reveal that in the time to come. Okay, so we also have Superheroes and Gods, where we talk about superheroes and the gods that we're, they're related to. Amazing machination, the evil plots going on in the world from long ago that you might not be aware of. Uh, symbolic realm, where we talk about symbols, and that's it for the segments. But I want you guys to also check out, we have a chance, check out our Teespring store. This is where we sell our shirts and mugs and whatnot. Uh, we have different ones. We have hybrids based on uh, Passability's documentary here. And um, we have Amazing Grace. We have Bold and right The Righteous are Bold. Of course, we have our own Don't Let Them Burn shirt, God is Holy, one of our popular ones. And I got a little thing I'm going to introduce to you. This I'm working on this right now. This will be available today, actually, if I can get it up. Is it here? Where is it? Buy this. Bring this up. God Save America. This is my new shirt I'm working on. I told you I'm bringing out something new. And this one will be released later on today. So if you want to, you pick one up. If you want to help to save America, bring awareness to all the evil plots going on, this will help people. They'll probably ask some questions. Who knows? So also, there is... Sorry, here. Am I showing any of this, by the way? Did I? Did I? Okay, I'm showing it. All right. So we're on Rumble. And... That's the alternative to you know where. <laughs> we're also on we're also on BitChute and other places, but I just wanted to show you this that we're we're uploading our videos to Rumble. We also have a parlor account if you want to join us there. And that's oh, also if you want to join us on or support us on parlor, not parlor, Patreon, we're there. 
if you want to support us that way, like, subscribe, share. That's the way to support us as well. And it helps us get past algorithms. You got to like the video so we can move up um, in the stream there. And so we are also on Facebook and Twitter and you know, the regular platforms that you know about. We're also on we, me, we, um, and you know, the links will be below later on. So <laughs> before I, I just want to tell you guys, there's some stuff going on in this planet and you know, we're going to talk about that tonight. So tonight, or today, rather, is my guest, Mark Sutherland. Mark, how are you doing today? Hi, hi Chris, my brother. How, I'm very well. How are you on that side of I'm the I'm feeling great, today? man. I just exercised and got my, you know, my things going there with the vitamins and whatnot. So I'm feeling pumped right now. Good, good. Well, and Chris, actually, that's a very important thing to start off with, really. Oh, absolutely. We have to. We have to start looking after ourselves. I'm not saying I'm eating properly, but that's what we need to do. Take vitamins, etc. Yeah. Um, yeah, because amidst the COVID pandemic of utter lies, the fact is, is that the best immunity system we have is, in fact, our own bodies. Everything is against us to stop us thinking like that. In regard to, as we said, big pharma, food chain, etc., and encouraging us to eat not very well and eat some stuff that's very bad for us. Absolutely. So it's a good, good place to start, my brother. Absolutely, and yeah, it helps me think clearly too. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't remember this name, but when I get the exercise mm. stuff going, I can remember <laughs> faster and whatnot. So definitely yeah. important to be physically active. I can't put enough emphasis on it. So yeah. So today we are going to be talking about the pandemic in Europe and you're right in the smack, smack dab in the middle of all that. So you're going to inform the people what's going on, what are the plots, people behind it and so forth. So uh, anywhere you want to start, my brother. Thanks, Chris. Well, you and I have had some conversations over the last few months and we've seen this journey. We've seen the journey. We all remember the the incredible interview that Celeste Salom did with L.A. Marzuli back in March, where Celeste revealed the Economic Forum 2020 website that had all these nodes going off from a central hub of a wheel, which was the Economic Forum 2020. And on one of those nodes in regard to that website was covid 19 and she was explaining all this we then have gone through things when we discovered that it's the rockefeller lockstep written 10 years ago this whole paper we've moved into understanding that it's agenda 21 agenda 30 mm -hmm. and various people on your side of the pond in america have talked about this for a number of years people who have been experts on Agenda 21, Agenda 30, etc., talking about this in regard to leading to a depopulation agenda, which is what this is all about. Yeah. Now, I want to put something immediately in context. So for me, part of my personal journey has been the fact that in 2017, I got on a plane 
and I flew four and a half thousand miles to Dallas, Fort Worth, to attend a Hear the Watchman conference um, headed up by Mike and Jeannie Kerr. And I got on that plane and off I went. You and I have personally met because we met in California last October. Yeah. It's not about me, but what I'm saying is, is that when we are hungry, we're hungering after truth. We are then seeking that. And yeah. part of the criticism that you and I have had, other people, other friends of ours have had, is that we're seeking the truth. And, of course, it goes against the paradigm narrative. And now we've reached a point where many people are beginning to wake up and realize that maybe some of the things that have been said by yourself, me, but other people that are far greater than me over the number of years is now not a conspiracy. This is truth. And more importantly, it's within Scripture. Now, at any moment, I'm not sure whether that is right now or today, but we know that there is a planetary alignment happening, mm -hmm. which is something that has have not happened for a very, very long time, if not happened since um, <laughs> biblical times, right? Mm -hmm. You may know more about that than me, and I need to try and get those facts right. But the point I want to make is, is that things are unfolding thick and fast. And you've said this, You, this is one of your catchphrases to me, my dear friend, is when you say that when people are showing the left hand, we need to see what they're doing with the right hand. In other words, what is out in front of us what, that they are projecting, what yeah. are they then hiding? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The hidden, as David says on his, David Paxton, you know, the hidden day, what is the hidden day, which is the fact we're not, we, we are certainly not hiding the fact that Jesus is returning, but the enemy wants to hide that big time because it's going to be, it's, it's about judgment. Yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah. A lot of deflection, distraction. Don't look at this over here. Look at that. Okay. Don't look yeah. at agenda 21. Look at this. Don't look at agenda 2030. Look at that. Don't Absolutely. look at the Democratic Party. Look at Absolutely. That. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Go ahead. So the key thing I want to start out with immediately, I'll just say from number one, and I'm talking, I want everyone to realize I am talking to myself in regard to upping the game. And the upping the game is this, is that you and I, and we will spend time putting forward information, or I will update what has been going on and where we are now, but our number one priority is telling people about Jesus, is telling people, spreading the gospel, it's salvation yeah. in Christ. That is the only answer. And the fact that all these events that are going on give us a vehicle, give us an opportunity to spread the gospel, and that is what we have to take this opportunity big time there is no i want people to hear me i am talking to myself when i say that and there are times of late 
that I'm having some very, very interesting conversations with people. I'm then upping my game, putting myself out there individually, not holding back. And we can use these circumstances. We can ask people questions about what do they think is going on and then go from that point. And we need to lead them to the answer. And the answer is Jesus and what the Bible is saying about the end time events and how things are unfolding. Now, I'm I'm privileged to talk to you now. I'm privileged. Well, I've just had a message where a dear a dear friend of mine over here is listening to me speak. That mm. is a real privilege. And what is incredible is is when uh, she has been used. So I give a shout out to my friend Audrey on this side of the pond. When she has been used to bring a dear friend of hers to to Christ, right? She's been used in that situation. Mm-hmm. That then that you know that absolutely thrills me and thrills others that this is happening. And why you have that ministry called "Don't Let Them Burn"? That's what it's called because whether people like it or not, and we've created this world where we've pushed out God that heaven and hell are a reality and that we are having to step up our game to explain that in as loving way as we can mm-hmm. to non-Christians. And what we're finding is that in these events that it is the separation of the wheat and the tares. We've discovered, we're discovering who the real church of Christ is and that is what is unfolding as well. We are finding out truly who our friends are. We're finding out who is actually understanding and paying attention to the to events. Now, I say this constantly. I've said it to you in the past, Chris. I don't sit here as some clever theologian. I do not, right? Mm-hmm. I do not. Now, um, the key... The key is this, is that we we are to interpret the signs of the times. We are to interpret the signs of the times, right? And um, that is what we're called to do. We are not called to be ignorant about these things. Yeah. Not at all. And you and I, get we've got criticism when people are going, well, are you date setters and all that? We're not date setters, <laughs> but look around yeah. at what is actually happening. Look around right now at what is actually happening. Events are speeding up. So we talk about the planetary alignments. We talk about the fact that the book of Revelations says that you will not be able to barter or sell without the number of the beast. So we have seen things unfold where suddenly at the beginning, you know, we had we go into these lockdowns. We have Celeste explaining on the Economic Forum 2020 website, COVID-19. We have to remind ourselves that the head of the Economic Forum 2020, which is Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab set up the Economic Forum 2020, I believe, in 1971. And we joke about it a bit, but I mean it very seriously. He's the best Bond villain that the Bond films have not actually had yet. Uh, they yeah. haven't had him. So this is now in, unfolding in in uh, in front of us. So Klaus Schwab 
in the summer there was a video it had prince charles talking about this going oh right um you know uh giving a voiceover etc etc bestowing the delights of the fact that we have an opportunity to um reset the great reset mm -hmm. that is what we've began to talk about soon after march none of this in regard to the subject of the great reset has hit the mainstream media until a couple of months ago and one of the highlights of that mainstream wise has been sky australia sky yeah. australia uh rowan there and other people have been talking about that in regard to the uk suddenly in a very very good conservative magazine called conservative woman conservative home um they have begun to talk about the great reset a particular podcaster called james Dellingpole that has an interest in the whole um climate change green movement has begun to seriously talk about this there are people on the fringe on the fringe sorry i'm just trying to find something trying to find something here on the fringe of the mainstream media they may be maybe a bit insulted by me calling them on the mainstream media they have pushed suddenly they're talking about the great reset and there is a disconnect within the mainstream media because certain people that have mentioned this cannot believe that a group of people have actually planned to do this now absolutely they have used COVID-19, as we've talked about, the, um, the event 201 last, um, last uh, September, October in New York. They, this whole event involving the John Hopkins University, etc. they have turned around and gone, this is an opportunity for us to create the Great Reset. Now, I'm not doing a Henry Kissinger type voice. Um, necessarily trying to do in a sort of a Klaus Schwab Mickey take but the fact is is that you and I know that these events go back years and years and years and years and years so in 1787 the piece of paper that stands in the way of global tyranny came about which is the constitution of the United States. Now, I, I, we've spoken about this before, so let's clarify a few things. Absolutely. So there's event, there's event 201. The key thing is this. We are not, Chris, we are not, I'm not going to get into a debate about how many, how many of the founding fathers were Masons and all this kind of thing. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get into that. Right. right? Yeah. What I, or Deus or whatever. What I am going to say is, is that in 1776, there was a little fracas with us that created the fact that it was, you started to have a discussion leading up to the, re the uh, revolution in 1776 of the whole point of view that without, if you know, you will only have taxation if there is representation. Oh. And of course, the key is this is to turn around and go, you know, you rightly turned around and said, uh, no, 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 no. There is, you're not having any taxation. 
because we do not feel represented. represented. And what's the key thing is that there was only 3%. I'm saying everything that many people know in regard to the 3%. There was only 3% of the American population that actually fought the most powerful army in the world and then won with a 4% logistical support. The The tipping point in regard to pushing back this present tyranny is a minimum of 3% of the population. And look at us now, how we have all the information going. We have all the information at our fingertips. And just look at how many people within the so-called church have bought into this, where there are a particular, um, I saw it today, It was mentioned, J.D. Farage um, mentioned it in his last biblical update in regard to end times. Mm -hmm. He did not mention the ministry, Chris, but he said that a well-known ministry is promoting and pushing people to take the vaccine. Right. Now, let's go into a context of the U.K., and where we're at in regard to the UK and where we're at in regard to Europe and what's going on and re and basically events that recently occurred yesterday announcement a few days ago, etc. When I say, say this line. So Boris Johnson give a little history in 2016, just to recap, Boris Johnson was front and center of our nation leading a campaign to leave the European Union, which we joined in 1973. The reason why I'm going to recap a few facts, even though I've said them time and time and time again, is because of this. Your nation, the Constitution, ratified in 1787. You have a revolution in 1776. It takes until 1787 in September to then come up with the Constitution of the United States. We have to remember another day. I'm not being clever. All this historically is out there. If people would take the time to have a look, it's because I'm passionate about it and I'm passionate about history. So in 1789 is the French Revolution. So we have a revolution in America, and this ties in with what's happened with the European Union and recent European Union history and European history in regard to the Reformation, etc. Mm. So in 1789, there's a French Revolution. 1776, there's a revolution with God, which is America. In 1789, you have a revolution in France without God and a hugely atheistic cultural em- embeddiment kicks off big time in 1789 in 1776 the tribe sorry not the tribe the regiment that the british feared the regiment that the british feared were the black and whites i've said this a number of times over the last couple of years Mm -hmm. that's why you have black robe societies etc on your side of the pond it's not it's the group talks about the fact that the people the people inside the church preachers who were in their black robes and white collars, etc., and a very Wesleyan dress, of course, you know, that Methodist influence, but very Wesleyan dress culturally, 
they were the regiment that the British feared because they were the people that were preaching the preaching what the Bible was saying in regard to uh, relationship with creator made in the image of the creator independence and the fact is and let's grab this i just moved to my i have these props here deliberately all the time mm -hmm. so the fact is is that by the constitution of 17 of 1787 and then it's going life liberty and the pursuit of happiness okay is the embodiment of of what your nation stands for and who your nation is and we remember that ships people came over on the mayflower fleeing fleeing persecution within europe and you gained your independence so let's flip it and come right up to date and remind ourselves of something in this regard yeah. in 2016 and this is what people have to remember that as soon as the constitution the freedom of your nation is taken the enemy began to come about that. Now, we don't have necessarily time to talk about Adam Whitesalp uh, White and all the rest. And we move into the, prop, you know, those prophetic utterances, evil of the works of Pike and all this kind of thing. Yeah. We then have to remember, excuse me, we have to remember the Civil War of 1865, where the South wanted to secede from the North fundamentally that is what it was about the fact that what lincoln then had to put up with sadly gets shot later etc the fact that the enemy was has from day one has been trying to undermine the biggest experiment in self-rule by a people's nation ever which is the united states of america now we jump forward. We see that in 1913, the banksters took a major power grab on the creature of Jekyll Island yeah. in, uh, I think, North Carolina. In Carolina, you can correct me geographically yeah. where that is. And that all these banksters meet. The Federal Reserve System is then created. The yeah. fact that, isn't it interesting that on the Titanic, that various people sunk on died on that boat. I think one one particular individual, a group of individuals, were people that owned Macy's, the shop, and they were dead against creating a central bank. And then the Federal Reserve comes about, and everyone thinks that the Federal Reserve is a public body. The Federal Reserve is not a public body. It's a private bank that prints money. Now, we have to remind ourselves, jumping over here, that the Bank of England started in the early uh, 1600s, and, uh, and the date has gone from me, whether, whether that was 1633, 34, around about this time or just before. So the Bank of England is then created. And we have to remind ourselves is that when we have got QE and we're printing money and printing money and printing money and printing money, which they then give to us, they're printing our own money, encouraging us to get into debt, and turning around and saying, well, we're going to have to raise taxes for you to pay that debt. Right. So this is the whole objection in regard to a central bank. You as a nation, you were on the silver standard. 
You came off the silver standard, I believe, around about 1935, 1936. You were on the gold gold standard. You came off the gold standard under Nixon around about 1971. And Nixon even said, well, we're just going to suspend this and we will come back. You never came back. We then, after the war, we have Bretton Woods in regard to how banks would then function. And you have an economic understanding of Keynes, Keynesian, economics and we start traveling in this particular direction and what's happened over the last 300 odd years as a a friend of mine was explaining is that we've seen this economic system come about and we are at the end according to the elites of an economic system that they wish to completely and utterly crash and to create a new economic system that believes in all this climate change nonsense and basically it takes the chinese the chinese um method in regard to measuring you how you are conducting yourself socially and then your social credit score and having an e-wallet and all this kind of thing and then basically we have this technocracy we have all these smart cities We have all of this control that is now unfolding on hyperspeed like we've ever known. And you do other programs and you talk to other people and you talk to Billy Crone, etc. about all this in regard to AI and all the rest. Now, where's the tie up between 1776 and us entering 1973 when we entered the uh, common market? I want to pause right there. Uh, there's a interesting part of history as well. When you mentioned the taxes and how they print the money and debt and all that stuff, but these same guys, the all also the same guys that also implemented the um, the um, IRS, they created a loophole for themselves, so they won't have to pay taxes, and that's called nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. Rockefeller did it, a bunch of others, so that's their loophole to circumvent them paying taxes and, and around and around it goes. Go ahead. It's very interesting, isn't it? So who has a non-profit? Hmm. The Clinton Foundation. I think <laughs> that's a rather big non-profit. We then wonder about the Gates Foundation, a rather big non-profit. And if we've got time, we'll come back to them because it all ties in. So the enemy has been at the root of attacking your nation and what your nation stands for for many, many years. The enemy has been playing the long game. I'm just going to say it, and if it upsets people, frankly, tough, because we don't have time to muck about. The enemy has been playing the long game while the church has been playing which part of which particular chorus or which part of some kind of bless me activity can we partake in to be part of a creator subculture where we don't we don't affect the world anymore. We retract from the world and we live in our little bubble. We create a subculture and we become an utter irrelevance because we are supposed to go into the world and make disciples. What's fascinating about that to me, before the exocet missiles come in by the thousand, people are then 
converted, they've given their life to Christ, but we they are to be dis discipled. <laughs> Excuse me. We want people, you know, God, God, as a dear friend said, is not interested in our comfortability, but is interested in our character. And our character is formed out of us moving from our comfortability, being challenged. The classic parallel, the classic parable is getting out of the boat, Amen. moving from a position of safety. And right. Before anyone thinks that I'm not talking to myself, I am. So let's go back to. I want to. I want to. Go on, Chris. On that point, the early church, they were kind of forced, in a sense, quote unquote, to push out and preach the gospel under persecution. Yes. So there wasn't all this comfortable stuff. You had um, emperor worship under the Caesars, whatever. And it was, it was, we think things are bad now. <laughs> Try living in that time. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Get out there and preach the gospel. And of course, their mindset was Jesus is coming back maybe in a few months, maybe in a few days. Their mindset was totally different from ours. And that's another thing that's missing from the, from the church now is the, the anticipation of Jesus Christ returning at any moment. Not necessarily a second coming, but you know what I mean. Um, we, we don't want to look up. We don't want to uh, say we, we have our minds so focused, laser focused on the news and the world and whatnot. And then we forget that we need to be preaching the gospel and looking for his return because the Bible talks about it so much, especially in the New Testament, where our mind should be on heavenly things, not to ignore what's going on in the world, not 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 to an extreme here. OK, but we are to be laser focused on Jesus Christ, spreading the gospel, looking for his return everything else will fall into place then because when you see all these crazy things happening, your heart won't be troubled that much. And uh, Jesus talked about our hearts being troubled. So obviously it's going to happen. Right. And so we need to get these perspectives, perspectives, right? Because if we don't, that's where we go start building the hut in the, in the forest somewhere, trying to get off the grid and not reaching anyone. And then we're not effective to anyone. And the, the church, I, I, I agree with you, we, we've lo we're losing our savor, our flavor, um, and we're supposed to be that salt and light. Go ahead. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more with you. And I won't, I won't go into it, but of certain details, to give you an example, when I hear of a church where the, where the minister here had the courage after the first lockdown in a very short period of time, to open up his church. In doing that, I hear the story that he then lost 65% of his congregation overnight. So the wheat and the tares and the wheedling out. Yeah. And what is interesting is how that certain individuals are then finding that, that place, right? Now, that is really, really comforting to me because suddenly we are discovering the remnant body. We're discovering the commitment. And I, you know, I'm talking to myself here. If you think, if you think I want persecution, you have got to be joking. Of course I don't want that. Yeah. However, I say I don't. Um, I can honestly say to you, and we won't discuss it, but you know me, 
that there is an element, and other dear friends that are listening, there is an element where I could say I have experienced that. Right. But it's experienced it from the corners that we would not actually necessarily expect. We all know at times within our own families how difficult that can be when we have become we have become Christians, we're following Jesus, and others around us are are not, and the persecution of how that can be. That can that is just like one example. We also remind ourselves of the verses, and people are uncomfortable with this, where you know, if where Jesus talks about the fact I've come to bring a sword, you know, that I will set mother against, you know, daughter against mother you know son against father and all this kind of thing i will bring this kind of division and what's happened is that we have created a culture of comfortability we've created this comfortability culture yeah china the the amount of people that are becoming christians within china and this is the paradox isn't it mm -hmm. we're dealing with the fact that the chinese communist party are attacking the whole world which they are this is down to the enemy using them. We're using, you know, using uh, using uh, communism, right? We yeah. look at we look at stuff like this. You know, the Russian the Russian Revolution, right? This is a very interesting magazine, and you know where it says here, um, explore the bloody Bolshevik takeover that stunned the world. Actually. Um, when we go through history, it didn't actually stun the world. It was all planned and it was financed by banks on Wall Street. Yes. So the, here's a very interesting, as, as we know, where this whole, th the reason I'm saying that is what the enemy has actually planned for a long time. But the church has taken the eye off the ball because the church has not been paying attention until recently to and, and people have done this also certain individuals have done this for a long time paying attention to biblical prophecy and how certain things are unfolding and that within the church the word remnant has become you know to some a bit of a swear word and <laughs> for people to look down mm -hmm. and they're just well you know who who do you think you are we don't put our hands up and say that we're anything special not at all but for some reason we have woken up our paradigm has been completely and utterly challenged and we're viewing things in a different way. In, in, in the fact that we're viewing biblical, we are viewing prophecy and the future and what's unfolding through the Bible. And so much of this is not, is not taught. Now, so when I mention, as I have in the past, I remember someone, you know, phoning me up and questioning me on this. You shall be named nameless on your side of the pond. But if you take Ephesians 6, verses 1 to 8, the fallen angels came down to earth and had sex with human women, producing, you know, the Nephilim offspring, uh, the, uh, et cetera, the mighty gods of old. And, of course, that, that, but those particular verses changed my life in 2010, completely spanned me around. Yeah. And even though at times that's caused great certain difficulty for me, um, I thank God for that. I thank God that I am then awake. Yeah. So this time, so let's go back to an important thing. You know, God has created nation states. He did not create globalism. Nimrod first attempt to get all the, the humanity together to attack God, the Tower of 
Babel. So doing that, so then God comes along and says, well, I'm not accepting any of this. So what I'm going to do, we have, you know, different languages and all the rest. And then the different nations and people groups are then created. That cultural diversity within a nation. This is unpopular to say. And then right. we get, I get called, you know, a racist bigot and all the rest. So let's just go down this road. Well, when we talk, you, what, sorry? You, what you've done there, you've uh, kind of disassembled the evolutionary narrative and That's put it right. back to the Christian basis where mm -hmm. God says, I did this. Yes. Evolution is going to say something did this. Can't point out exactly what it is. And yeah. so what they try to make, uh, make up is that um, uh, Caucasians only came from the Caucasus mountain. They, they just sprung up there. Blacks came from Africa and we just sprung up there and et cetera, et cetera. When we're all one blood, there's only one race, multiple ethnicities, that's where it is. But when you start going against that narrative, everything else on the other side starts to crumble. So you got to get mad at you. Absolutely. And, and then what? Absolutely. And then what happens is, is that when we discuss multiculturalism, mm -hmm. which is then being pushed to create as a then as a vehicle to start to create the one world government narrative. OK, again, pushing that along with using green politics, etc. And this is important. Because for us as a nation, in 1776, you fought your freedom to come from out of our empire. In, 1770, in 1973, under our then Prime Minister, Ted Heath, who has a certain questionable background that uh, people have certainly has been suppressed and then over time maybe certain things will come out is the fact that we joined the common market. We joined the common market and we immediately lost our sovereignty, even though that was denied. And then in 1975, we then had a, referend a referendum on that about whether we vote to stay in the common market or to come out. Now, remember at that time, that, you know, basically you only had about three television channels. You had BBC One, I think. Uh, you just about had BBC Two, I could be wrong. Then you had uh, independent uh, television, uh, ITV, of, of the format that it is now. So you had limited television channels of two, three channels. Not what we have now, not with the proletra of the internet, as the Bible talks about, that knowledge would increase and people would be going to and fro, whether that's traveling, I think. That's what I've always thought. But this whole thing of the knowledge increasing. Now, we joined the common market. We immediately lost the sovereignty. We did not have a right to give our birthright away. And we did that. If we look at the fact that the Second World War ended in 1945, we then go, what, 1955, 10, 65, 20, right? Nearly 28 years, we then gave our heritage away and we joined the common market with six other countries to then, as we, it was explained to us, it meant that we could trade easily without tariff, with low tariffs, without trade barriers. Now, you as a nation... 
you know a lot about trade barriers you know a lot about tariffs not because that's in the modern area in regard to dealing with china and what president trump has done in regard to challenging china over tariffs it's the fact that because you didn't have a personal taxation system until my understanding of this until 1913 under the federal reserve you raised taxes individually as states by the fact that you were trading with each other you were trading across state lines from interstate and that's how you would be raising taxes okay and maybe as a taxation on items that you would be buying okay there wasn't a personal tax system as such in that way and because you culturally your country is the embodiment has been is the embodiment of free enterprise right you want enterprise you want to be able to make money finance without any barriers to that without any restrictions you have do not have until recently and we can argue the two pointers to this that you have not had a socialist mindset but the yeah. socialist mindset crept in in 1949 in regard to your state department when you move from supporting and and i always murder this name and i'm going to try and get it right um chung chai or oh, i have killed it chung chai shek to to supporting mao in regard to china and that within your state department within the state department was was people that were embedded who are of the socialist communist mindset we go back to salalinsky we go back to this whole assault on your nation this is re this is relevant to us within the european union of what we have been through those parallels then within hollywood within hollywood you had a number of the hollywood execs etc late 40s 50s who were openly you know talking about their sort of communist communist badges communist um uh uh, alignment their particular political yeah. views and then you go through the mccarthy era and all the rest mm -hmm. now for us after the war in 1945 um, and the second world war and what happened in the second world war in regard to the jewish people and big farmers uh, involvement of that is relevant today and i and remind me because i'd like to come back to that the key is this is that we were bankrupt after the Second World War. Mm -hmm. Absolutely bankrupt. The European Union was the Marshall Plan in 1947 came about as a way to say, right, we're now, you know, Marshall went to Congress to say, Congress has to, uh, America has to finance the rebuilding of Europe. You entered the war you helped europe you freed you know france germany of tyranny and other european countries of tyranny yeah you joined us in doing that in 1944 on d-day i think in the d on in that particular day when the allies are landing i think in one day you either you lost up to ten thousand uh, men injured or dead in one day right mm -hmm. now the sacrifice of american servicemen 
at that time was profound and is greatly appreciated by some of us on this side of the pond, including the sacrifice that, you know, my own countrymen made, my own fellow members of the Commonwealth in regard to Canada, in regard to Australia, and in regard to other Commonwealth African nations as well. Across the, across the whole Commonwealth family, the sacrifice was huge. But we fought Nazism, the National Socialist Workers' Party. The clue is in the second word. Marshall in 1947 was given a plan. He was given a plan, I believe, by Jean Monnet. Jean Monnet was one of the architects of the European Union. And basically, Jean Monnet, during the Second World War, found himself in, in Washington. He would have made, met people like Lord Halifax. Lord Halifax in the 30s, late 30s, leading up to the Second World War, basically wanted, as a member of the Conservative Party, wanted appeasement with Hitler. Remember Chamberlain going over to, hit, to meet Hitler and he goes, I have met Mr. Hitler and he has promised not to invade Poland. Well, yeah. I, don't know how, I don't know how we thought that wasn't going to happen because how did that work out? Yeah. He did. Mm. And I don't mean that too sarcastically. We sort of make a bit of a joke about it. But, it's, but it's, it was appalling. So he did invade Poland and the piece of paper was not worth the paper it's written on. And we have to remember that we as a nation leading up to 1939, you know, we still had we still had sort of biplanes and stuff like this yeah. on on aircraft carriers. We were not equipped at all, really, to to fight the Nazi war machine. There's something that Churchill was talking about, something that he would push in regard to arming us as a nation. We fought bravely against that. So going back to 1947, Jean Monnet was in Washington meeting people like Lord Halifax as, a, as an appeaser. But the fact that Marshall went to America, went to American, America to Congress, etc., and said, we need to finance this because if we do not finance and rebuild Europe, we have to, we need it as a bulwark against communism. This whole long game that the enemy has been playing. Mm -hmm. And I will just throw out and say this to you. What is the difference now for what people went through in regard to Eastern Europe, Russia, in regards to East Germany and the Stasi to what they want to create now, to what you want to create in regard to the Chinese, the Chinese control system in regard to controlling their population socially. If you are a good citizen, then you can travel here and you can do that. And it's like hand your papers, please. Yeah. yeah. The relevance... Jumping slightly ahead, when I'm looking right now at UK headlines, let's break this down, right? UK headlines, the fact that, um, just as an aside, as a statement, the Nicola Sturgeon and the, all the being from England into Scotland and from Scotland into England, because they've now gone into this fourth tier lockdown, which they just want to continue, I think, until, as Matt Hancock, our health secretary said, until we have a vaccine. They want to lock the whole of the country down 
They are wrecking the economy, etc., etc. And if anyone thinks that this is not deliberate, this is 100% deliberate. Yeah. All now, they do is read the documents. I have some uh, pulled up here. Yeah. What they're banking on is your ignorance. What That's they're right. banking on is your laziness. Yeah. And that you guys are us two are going to turn on each other based on what they've already war gamed, based on how we've re reacted to certain things before. Because when this whole thing came here, most people didn't care about wearing a stupid mask. You had some, whatever, right? I didn't wear a mask for months. I went into stores. I went everywhere. No mask. First time I put on a mask was when I had to go to a courthouse for something private, right? That was it. I didn't care about it. And then a second lockdown came and everybody got to put on the mask now. I'm like, oh my gosh, man, really? Because of these so-called spikes, okay? And, you know, people can argue with me about that all day, but it, when you, once you start going backwards, because hindsight, really, you know, you, you see a lot of stuff when you go backwards. And you'll see how there are a lot of inconsistencies, a lot, um, especially death rate. But anyway, I, I just want to point some, uh, give you some, before we get too long into this, hmm. I go too long into this, I want to pull up a couple documents that um, people might not even understand that they're out there, right? So we have this one here. This is from the Rockefeller yeah. Foundation. Yeah. Scenarios for the future of technology and international development. Go ahead and yeah. download that and read it, folks. Okay? You can find it very easy. You can find it in two seconds. Okay? Two seconds. Mm. <laughs> Literally. Uh, you have this, United Nations Sustainable Development, United Nations Conference on Environment and Deployment, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, 3 to 14 uh, June 1992. This is Agenda 21. And you will find some interesting things in there. It's only, well, not only, <laughs> it's 351 pages. So it'll take you about eight or 10 hours to read this, okay? Depend depending on how fast you read. Now, this one is the Rome Statute of the International Criminal Court. The reason I bring this one up is uh, we think that some of these global courts or whatnot won't be activated. They're already activated. They're just not activated in a way that you, that you would think. And so this is 63 pages. You want to go read that, right? This is, has to do more with law, of course, and what they could do to you. Mm. Um, then you have this a very, very, very important one. Uh, the United Nations Transforming Our World, 23rd yep. Agenda for Sustainable Development. All sounds so pretty, doesn't it? Right? Um, they want to transform our world. Transforming the world usually comes with depopulation and blood. Okay. Yep. Yep. Right now, they're right now they're not using guns or whatnot. They're using a medical crisis, and there are people starving in the world right now because of the lockdown, not because of COVID. COVID. Okay. In third world nations, they're starving. Millions are dying. If you didn't know that, so you want to go through this document. It's only forty-one pages. Please read. Okay. Now this is from somebody's website. Uh, Tori says. Um, it doesn't even look like it's on our website anymore, but it explained everything going on in lockstep. I don't have the lockstep document on me, um, with me right now, but this uh, explained a lot. I downloaded it months ago, and uh, it's, it's an interesting read. If you could find it, I 
I say read it, okay? Uh, it's It explains a lot. See, from the ID 2020 uh, to a lot of stuff, okay? So the documents are out there. There's no... There's no reason you shouldn't be able to find the information you're looking for. Don't don't go to, you know, uh, there goes Great Reset, uh, which which we did a show on that the other day. What their re the Great Reset is all about transforming the world. It's about it's it's funny thing enough. It's about how globalism will crash and a new form of globalism will come, which yes. is more like a tribal um, instinct, right? And I won't go into that right now, but the Bible says that there are going to be 10 kings and, and, and then there's going to be an 11th that comes up from that king. You can find it in, in the book of Revelation. You can find the book of Daniel. Um, and so the world is already carved up into 10 chunks um, by whoever. And so there is going to be an 11th king that comes up. I'm not saying it's going to be because of this book here. I'm just saying the Bible says that. Okay. So it's no, it's no um, surprise that the globalist structure we see now is going to be replaced with another globalist structure. Okay, so I just want to bring those truths out to you guys, and I might pull up some more stuff in a minute. Go ahead. But Chris, the other key thing to say, and there's a dear friend of mine, another dear friend of mine in in uh, in Canada, and a shout out to Rachel, um, and a shout out to. Our dear friend Audrey in Canada, I think, who's actually watching right now as well, um, is that all of these things have to happen to fulfill biblical prophecy. Yeah. They all have to happen. Mm -hmm. God has ordained this. And as much as I might, I'll just be honest as a human being, turning around and going, I might be uncomfortable with some of that because this is a little bit tough to face, etc., because it's going to get uncomfortable, persecution and all the rest. E.g., uh, because of this, um, because of this lockdown that they're now pushing, and I'll come to that in a sec. It means you know the whole thing of being able to fly, to go and see friends, and all the rest. This is really, really tough. Okay. Yeah. So let's just go, just quickly finish sort of certain recent history and the reflection on how that has crossed over from both sides of the pond, because. In 90, as I say, in 1973, we lost our sovereignty, even though they would deny that. And there has been a push for a number of number of years to get us out of the European Union. And what's interesting is that Margaret Thatcher, who you could argue was the last sort of true conservative voice in this country in recent time, mm -hmm. is the fact that, you know, she made some mistakes. The fact that uh, in 1973, she backed, she was health minister, uh, education minister, brother. She backed Ted Heath. She backed taking us into the European Union. It was in the uh, in the uh, conservative, conservative uh, party had said that we, this is our manifesto. This is what we would do and would take us in. Now, what is fascinating about that is that Margaret Thatcher, by 19... By 1984, really began to, which is rather interesting, isn't it? That day, really began to change her mind in regard to whether she thought the European Union was a good idea. And that is because she began to, she was attending the meetings and discovered what it was all about. And in 1988, gave a very, very famous speech 
no, 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 Mr. Delore uh, Bruges, the Bruges Group. And they then adapted the Bruges Group, um, the name to become a resistance movement to get us out of the European Union. Yeah. Now, she was deposed basically in 1990. Everyone thinks it was about the poll tax that was used. It wasn't a good decision, but that was used. But she was deposed to get to uh, get her out so that we would then stay in Europe. Now, let's just quickly reflect. In 2016, we finally won a uh, we finally won the the re the referendum. Right. Um, the uh, yeah. Thank you, Audrey. It's not a conspiracy because the conspirators are actually now admitting that. Thank you. The, the key thing is, is that we then were given a referendum. And I remember I made a statement round about that time when we had all the parties in Parliament. We had the sections of the Conservative Party, of the Labour Party, of the Liberal Party, of the Welsh Nats, of the Scots Nats, um, etc. Turning round and go and other independents turning around and going, we really don't think it'd be a good idea if we leave the European Union. The common market had morphed in to the European Union, had morphed into a body in 2014 that then was denying the fact that it wanted its own army. Okay, it uh, was denied by people like Nick Clegg, who were then deputy prime minister. And uh, he was absolutely lying through his teeth because they have he's someone who was part of the European uh, Parliament. And the fact that the European Union, the legislation is set up by 26 unelected uh, commissioners. Right. They're unelected. You have this European Parliament. You can't push through legislation. You're just being told what to vote for and to ratify it. That's yeah. what you're being told. Mm -hmm. So we, in the 23rd of June, 2016, and one of our major leaders of that, one of the major pushes of that, it's been his life work, of Nigel Farage of the UK Independence Party, as it was then, now of the Brexit Party, and now morphing into the anti-lockdown UK party, basically. he We then voted to leave the European Union. We voted to get our independence back. Now, the key thing is this. We then, if someone says to me, well, are you anti-Europe? I go, no, I love Europe. I love all the separate nations of Europe. I love all the different cultures of Europe. Yeah. But what I don't like is European governance, which when when this Ursula van der Hayes van der Leyes completely and utterly useless person has took over from Juncker the Drunker to run the European Union, right? Yeah. This, this present leader was a failed German failed minister in the German uh, in Merkel's government, I think, ex defence minister. I mean, just as far as I'm concerned, useless then and useless now. Now Juncker, and a few years ago, unveiled a statue. And the statue was of Karl Marx. And they unveiled this in Karl Marx's you know, hometown. Now, we've got to remember uh, in regard to Marx and Engels and that they were in the UK and that they were printing pamphlets and all the rest. And that Marx basically was a complete and utter leech. He might have come from a fairly well-to-do background, but he didn't do much really were except maybe live off live off his wife's family live off other people's family money so coming right up to date 
the key the key the key is this the key is this we voted to leave in 2016 once we did that steve bannon made a very very important comment over in regard to the trump campaign that that then spurred on donald that spurred on donald trump to to in regard to their campaign for to win the uh, to win the white house that spurred them on our we then had our 1776 moment on the 23rd of june 2016 we had that but we've spent we spent four years fighting our own government we revealed that theresa may etc they were all working to do whatever they can for us not to actually leave we then discovered that the mainstream media certain aspects will be named lameness but you can all guess um from you know the bbc the fact that let's we then look at books by uh, called the noble the noble liar and i'm just trying to think of the writer of that very recent very very famous book yeah, um to me very very good book in the fact that it was written by someone who was an ex-journalist inside the bbc and he gave figures of things like that if you were then asked to go on radio for the today program in the morning that there would be, you know, something like over a certain period of time, there would have been uh, 3,000, you know, 436 odd guests on that show talking about the Europe European Union. And maybe only 100, most of them were for it. And uh, maybe only 147 were against it. So you look at the bias of the proper, the propaganda. We look at how um, certain people were sacked were fired if they had a anti-european viewpoint and there was a very famous radio presenter then um who used to present uh, the uh, today program at that time whose name has gone from me and i'll try and think and these are examples does that mean that you're anti-europe no what it is about is that any country that is not responsible for uh, being able to police its own borders, make its own laws, is in charge of its own language or is in charge of its own la uh, monetary supply. If it's not in charge of those, it's not a country anymore. And what's happened is that narrative has been created where you are called a bigoted, racist, xenophobe or whatever because you actually believe in the nation state and you want to be able to freely talk about that and defend your nation the bottom line is if you then have certain nations collapsing then their economy is not in a position to then help other nations so coming right up to date with where we are now up and no one would have thought we wouldn't we always we were talking about certain things in regard to biblical prophecy chris many yeah. people greater than me have been talking about that for a number of years. It's, I used to watch them on uh, on uh, YouTube. That's why part, as I said, part of my testimony in 2017, in April, that I got on a plane and I flew four and a half thousand miles. I put myself out. I should have been there in 2016, but personal circumstances meant that it just caused so much of a rift. I then flew out because I was seeking the truth. 
You see, the other thing is, is that we have to bear in mind, yes, Mr. Klaus Schwab there, the worst Bond villain, um, just give him a white cat. <laughs> yeah. The, the other, the key, the key, you know, Blofeld, the real Blofeld. The key is this. For us as men, we have been trying to pl- find us, find a place for a number of years inside the church, right? And then I don't know. I mean, I don't want to speak on behalf of, of you, but I know there'll be a lot of, there'll be total agreement of this. We've been trying to play it, find ourselves in the church. We then became very uncomfortable with churchianity, right? Yeah. And the bottom line is John Eldridge wrote a book a few, a number of years ago, around about maybe 2003, I think, I'm not sure, called Wilder Heart. And it talked about the fact that men, we want a beauty to win and we want a, we need a battle to fight. We're finding, we're trying to find purpose. And what happens, and if some people are offended by this, then tough, if we then happens that we then found ourselves in a subculture of church where it was extremely feminine, extremely feminized. The bunch of feministas have taken over and we felt pushed out of that. And we were trying to find our place. And also at the same time, the church has been watering down the fact that we're in this biggest, we're in this spiritual battle. The fact that Ephesians 6 talks about that we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. Mm-hmm. That is what it talks about. Right. So we have been trying to find our place and, you know, we remember well, that we're then told that, well, Jesus is nice. He didn't upset anyone. <laughs> well, I think the second word is whatever. And the first word is I don't, I don't really agree with that. I think we have to look back at what did he do with the money changes, going in, grabbing a whip, whip and saying, I've had enough. I have had enough. You would turn the house of God into a complete den of iniquity mm-hmm. you know you and then calling other people you know the pharisees and all the rest you heard you know heard of vipers and then white stones bloody blah calling it out yeah. when calling you go, it out when you go and, the, and when you sorry go, when you go into the greek and study that it's it, yeah. it pretty much like jesus was cursing you know absolutely so to think that Jesus is some milk toast, you know, God. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not it's not reality. They want to turn, they want to emasculate Jesus. They want to turn, turn him into this socialist puppet um, yeah. when all they're doing is blaspheming. Uh, absolutely. And I and the fact is is that you know, we're men, and there just comes a point when we've just gone, we've had enough. I mean, I was um I was looking at a stained glass window yesterday, and there's Modern, to, you know, there's the flame, there's the Holy Spirit, and there's a sword there. There's a sword next door, and then the Holy Spirit flame on the other side. And I thought it was really, 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 really powerful, right? And the fact is, is that, you know, we, we put on the full armor. We put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of spreading good news, sword of the Spirit in our right or our left hand, and the shield of faith. And we are at war. We are at war. This is war, right? right? And it's not going to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And people want, people want, you know, the Hillsong songs. I'll just say it of yeah. late. And they want the nice Bethel, whatever. Let's yeah. just call them out. And then they want, you know, they want the Joel Osteen, you know, mm-hmm. your best, 
your best life now, you know, and all this kind of complete and utter codswallop. And they want all that. And then when you see the fact that Joel Osteen would call him out more, would call her out as well, they'd been on the Black Lives Matter marches, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter, headed up by three women in America that practice witchcraft. I've said it. It's true. And I can back all that up. And also Chris would agree with me. Mm-hmm. So we see it because all lives matter. We see all this and we see this woke culture. We see Rick Warren not preaching biblical prophecy. Right. We see all these tie ups with, you know, creating a charity that then is being used to build being part of a one world government system over here. Let's talk about the UK again. The Church of England, bless it, didn't have to shut down. Well be decided. The Archbishop of I'm of uh, Canterbury decided, it's a family show, decided to shut down the Church of England church. He decided to shut down. And what's then happening, services, well, we've got to have social distancing. We've got to tune into this. So, well, yeah. I'll tell you what, if we are in a pandemic, Chris, Mm-hmm. Could you please tell me, outside your window, how many piles of dead bodies you have actually seen? Could you please tell me that? How many people, uh, piles of dead bodies have you seen? How many people have actually had COVID-19 that you know personally? Could you tell me that, please? Zero dead bodies and about three or four confirmations of right. Right. So let's go into COVID-19. Has it been separated under Knox postulates? Has COVID-19 been actually found to say that's COVID-19? Because over here, what they're now saying us and Gates warned it as he smiled at his wife, Melinda, going, well, we know that there's another strain coming down the line. Uh, Oh, wait until wait until they get the next one. (laughs) Yeah. You know, on all this kind of thing. And it's now, according to Matt, I'm a Hancock, has, decided, has turned in, which is our health secretary, which has then turned into the fact that all of these people, they have links with Big Pharma. So let's just go in another direction right now and what's happening in the UK and put things within a historical context that is uncomfortable for the so-called church in this country, mm-hmm. and maybe around the world. Yeah. But it seems, but what is incredible to me, it seems that President of Ghana, as one example, seems to actually get it and go on live TV and talk to his nation and go, well, look, I need to tell you about the Gates Foundation. I need to tell you about Rockefeller Lockstep and all the rest. Praise God for that man going on there and telling his people and actually using the television as a resource to actually inform people and tell them the truth. Where over here within America and within the UK, that resource is used to push propaganda and total and utter lies. So up to date, up to date now. In March, up until March, President Trump, Boris Johnson were going to herd immunity. Then an individual from Imperial College, the infamous, the infamous the complete and utter waste of space, as far as I'm concerned. Neil, Professor Neil Ferguson of Imperial College comes along, a man that got um, 
foot and mouth disease wrong in this country, got SARS and MERS wrong in regard to the amount of people that would die, you know, going in from 2001, 2009, 2012. Got that all wrong. Yeah. Completely and utterly cost the ag the farming industry in this country ten billion pound. Where in two thousand and one, etc., where they were talked about in a particular field or particular part of place, I think called Orton Park, where they had a travelator that was bringing all of these animals in and just mass extermination of mm. millions and millions and millions of animals, sheep, etc., just getting rid of them. It cost us ten billion, and very and farmers lost lost their livelihood. Farmers were committing suicide. Those farmers that did not participate in getting rid of their wanting to get rid of their animals, they were browbeaten, they were bullied into doing that because of this idiot. Yes, Neil Ferguson, Tony Blair's then government listened to him. This lefty idiot, as far as I'm concerned. I'll call him out. I'll say it. Imperial College has taken 185, I believe, million dollars, pounds, euros, whatever, from the Bill Gates organization. You could argue that the, they are the second biggest donor. The first biggest donor, I think, is the Wellcome Trust, who's given something like 400 million. Now, the, we'll leave the Wellcome Trust aside. But the Bill Gates doing that. Mm. I think there's a little conflict of interest, isn't there here? We're mm. going to buy Imperial College. So, mm. Neil Ferguson, knock, knock, number 10, uh, Boris, uh, I need to have a word with you. I think a half a million British people are going to die. Oh, really? Uh, let's give some information to Debbie and Tony on the other side of the pond, mm. Fauci and Burks. I think 2.2 million people in America are going to die. Oh, 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 dear. I certainly got that a little bit wrong. And suddenly Fauci, I think, in the New England Medical Journal, round about May the 23rd-ish, is saying that, actually, I'm going to downgrade the figures from 2.2 million to maybe 80,000, to maybe a little bit, maybe a 60,000. In fact, it's going to be nothing more than a high flu of people that are going to die. Now, you have a population of 330-odd million legal the illegals, another thing, I can't really count them. But according to the your national statistics, you've got 330 million people living in America. Right. And sadly, if 60,000 people die because of flu, that's 0. whatever, you know, percent. Where's the 2.2 million? That's why I say, where are all the dead bodies? They're not. COVID-19 is an excuse to bring in the economic reset and to create a situation where you have created a situation where you are using green, the green politics agenda. You're creating a new industrialization direction. It's called the Fourth Industrial Revolution. It was a book that Klaus Schwab, the worst Bond villain that they've never had, wrote. He wrote the book. Right now, I have had um, I have had the the fact that um, I've had um, a bit of an interaction with a member of parliament who shall be named nameless at the moment. One day I'll go live with that, who recently in a recent email a few days ago to me said, 
Um, well, I just view the industrial, the fourth industrial revolution book as some kind of academic text. <laughs> now, um, as you can imagine, I did not sit down and take that quietly, my dear friend. I have lambasted the idiot. Now, this is really, really important. Because we, Boris Johnson, a few days ago, was going, well, we're not going to shut down Christmas. Christmas is important. You've got to get together. Just be a little bit careful. And suddenly we've decided to shut down Christmas. We've created a, muta a mutant, you know, virus strain of COVID-19. We're shutting borders. We're crashing the economy. And you know what? The BBC are re-interviewing Neil Ferguson. Neil Ferguson has not gone away. Neil Ferguson, the man that invented lockdown, but while he was in lockdown or saying that everyone else should be in lockdown, it was perfectly acceptable for him to get on a train from a certain part in North London from his house, travel, I think, to Oxford and to have sexual interaction with a married woman mm. who wasn't his wife, <laughs> who was someone else's wife. Yeah. Or did he move from Oxford to London? One of the two. Or she came up one of the two and this hit the headline and so he he created lockdown part of that and then he's completely ignoring that the fact that he's completely and utterly got the figures wrong and now they're talking to him again so you have sage the scientific advisory group of emergency and on that group i still think there is but she's been there in the past is a woman called susan mackey i called this out a number of months ago and she's a member of the British Communist Party, and she's a behavioural scientist. Oh boy. And then people wonder why I get a little bit vexed, and I am being a little bit slightly dramatic, because I'm angry, because people <laughs> cannot see it. You cannot make this complete and utter crap up when it's in front of them. But the key thing is, as my dear friend Rachel reminded me today, is that God is in charge. This is happening. It's happening this has to happen. This has to unfold like this. And yeah. I'm upset as well as you are when it talks about the fact that people are handed over to their own delusion. Right. And I'm just, and I struggle with that sometimes because I'm going, Father, I'm awake. I'm nothing special. In fact, as the Abba song says, I'm a bit of a bore. If I tell a joke, you probably heard it before. But the fact is, is that we continue, you and I are continuing to say things as, uh, as um, you know, other dear friends of ours are saying this. We're trying to reach out. But what I find encouraging, though, and this is a slight sort of uh, twist in a way, slight parad paradigm twist, is that it seems that people outside the so-called church are more awake than people in certain what we call mainstream church. They're more awake. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's because, the, and that which gives us an opportunity that goes full, I'm going back, full circle to what I said at the beginning and the fact that we have to take this opportunity to preach the gospel, right? Mm -hmm. And as your ministry, don't let the burn. We're, this is a search and rescue operation, right? Yeah. A yeah. number of weeks ago, I have discovered 
and, and this could be, I know this is bordering on a little bit of a swear word. I have discovered that by engaging in Facebook marketplace and seeking bargains and going off and buying bargains, that I am then met some incredible people where I live. Mm-hmm. And I end up having some amazing conversations. I know that another friend who's watching has been entering the go to garage sales, as you call it on that side of the pond, and we call it garage sales. Yeah. So they go to go- garage sales, right? And they're meeting people, and people are waking up. There is an interaction. Why do you think that true do and all the other idiots and including over here, why do they think they want to tr- shut down churches? They want to shut down restaurants. They want to shut down bars because, and it goes back to the the biggest regiment that the British feared were the Black Robe Regiment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you would then be listening to people, trying to encourage you, enthusiasm. You would then be sharing ideas, right? Over here in the UK, there is a chain of pubs called Weatherspoons, uh, run by I think Chris Martin. Chris Martin, Brexiteer. I might have got the first name wrong. Brexiteer, okay, multi-millionaire Weatherspoons. In his magazine, he is calling out COVID nineteen. They've then printed posters and put them in their pubs. He has then got on his website posters that other proprietors could print out as well. Because they are shutting down. They're trying to crush the hospitality business. They're trying to crush the hairdressing business. They're trying to wipe out any independent business totally or any business that isn't online. We look at, you know, I try and avoid Amazon. Sometimes I I cannot. We look at this, right? You know, the fact that certain, um, certain companies where it's all, that I go to click and collect and all the rest, but at least I click it, I collect it if I need it immediately, and I go in there and I have a bit of a social social interaction with the people working in the shop. Otherwise, various things, because what I'm up to, various things are being delivered mm-hmm. to my undisclosed prairie within the UK. Yeah. That is the whole thing that's going on. And so they're trying to crush that and smash it and change it. And okay. we as a nation, we were always known as a nation of shopkeepers, of independent businesses, right? They are trying to absolutely wipe that out. Another way to say it is they're trying to wipe out the middle class. Chris, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. What's interesting over here is that the middle class need to flip in, wake up. When you talk about masks, right, most of the time I don't wear a mask. Yeah, I don't. If I have to go and work in certain places, um, I have worn it and then I do what I can to then not wear it. And if I have to wear a mask, I'll wear my own little little snood that I pull up and it's got an Israeli flag on the front of it. And the reason why is because the tie up between the extermination of five, six million of six million Jews in concentration camps in Germany. And if we take outfits particularly and we take Mengele's experiments on the Jewish people, they were financed by a cartel called IG Fairbairn. And IG Fairbairn formed round about 1924, 25, were the industrial power base 
of Hitler's a war machine. Then you go back to companies like Bayer, Mayer, etc. You uh, then look at you then look at just sorry. You then look at you know chemicals like round as a make a roundup and the damage the damage that is caused on people, others in regard to vaccines and all the rest. The fact that this industrial big pharma, the fact that over here the accusation is is that one of our medical officers, Valence, this medical advisor. He's got £600,000 worth of shares in GlaxoSmithKline. The head of GlaxoSmithKline, Emma, forgotten her surname, Wamsley, I think, she was then became, was honoured in the, um, in the new and the honours list and became a dame. Neil Ferguson, I believe, has an OBE, has an order of the British Empire, for the fact of his, the fact that he completely has got all his figures wrong since 2001 and the establishment decide to give him an order. I mean, so really, he needs to have a medical that says order of the, you know, I've got my figures permanently wrong and I should not be listened to. The guy is, you know, as far as I'm concerned, one big lefty should not be listened to one iota. But the key thing, this is – sorry, Chris, you speak. Sorry, I apologize. No, no, I, I don't want you to pass the point that you, you you were saying a second ago about the – we were talking about the middle class and whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah. And so there's a movie that came out earlier uh, – I don't remember when. Oh, 2013, and it was called The Host, and it's written by a Mormon. It's written by the lady that wrote Twilight, okay? Right. It's about right. these aliens or whatever. But that's not the point I want to point out. Um. A lot of these people are, you know, into socialism, communism, whatnot, right? Yeah. And so within this movie, it showed basically a decay and the stores were called <laughs> store and they were big and inside they didn't have any branding and what, this is what they want for us. No branding, no special things. The government owns everything and you go to the big store or whatnot to get your items. No shops, none of that stuff. So uh, this it wasn't a popular movie, but I, I always like to bring this up when I hear stuff like this. Go ahead. But it's very, very interesting because uh, J.D. Farage was talking about this, where J.D. talks about the 40-year programming that's gone on. And the reason, and this is my own, these are my comments. Mm -hmm. the attack on you it comes down to this i know i'm i'm totally boring when i've talked about this rupert darwell wrote a fantastic book called green tyranny and rupert at the beginning of that in in the preface said that the piece of paper that stands in the way of global tyranny is the constitution of the united states right brilliant that is an extremely good, it's a brilliant book. And, and Rupert, Rupert goes through this. Rupert talks about Sweden, talks about um, Sweden in regard to uh, uh, certain green go governance, green governance. But also, also, there are important books that explore, some of them I just can't think of off the top of my head, that talk about the Nazis you know, their 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 worship of Gaia, their their grabbing of green yes, of yes. green politics and all the rest. It's embedded 
within that. They didn't. They, a lot of people don't know that though. That Hitler was into all that stuff and witchcraft and whatever. Mm. No, know? they don't. They don't. They yeah. don't. And but but uh, you know they don't. They they can't. They cannot accept that actually the Nazis built the stealth bomber before the Americans did, mm -hmm. um, but the UFOs and all this. I've right. said it. I'm going to say it. It's true. And right. then they go, well, what do you mean? Well, hold on a minute. You know, at the end of the Second World War, these, these, all of this is important and, the, and this huge arc in a way that, that I'm trying to paint, that we have to paint, because under Operation Paperclip, 300 Nazi scientists, as we know, went into America. Other people have written, greater than me, and written about this. Steve Quayle, of course, is constant, has constantly talked about this and written books many years. We've then got a fantastic book by Annie Jacobson, um, I think, who Derek Gilbert has interviewed, and Annie uh, had written a book about um, about the uh, the Operation Paperclip. I think it's a red book with black, with black letters. I have that book. And, and in there, there's a, I believe there's photographs in there. There's even a photograph of, you know, German German scientists in Europe standing next door to a B2, B2 rocket. And I think even a B2 rocket was fired on American on American soil. Now, here here is the other big tie up. And my dear friend, Kevin Shipp, um, uh, you know, who wrote who wrote um, who wrote the book, I think. Is it Conspiracy of Shadows, Out of the Shadows? A conspiracy of Shadows where he's the CIA whistleblower. And Kevin talks about the fact, and I couldn't believe it when he, that's it, that's Annie's book, it's brilliant. Um, if, if you could look up Kevin Shipp's book as well, we'll just get that out there so I get the name right um, and do credit to a dear friend. So Kevin, Kevin, uh, when I had the privilege to meet Kevin in Dallas this March with uh, Brian and Audrey from Canada, and we all we met up with him. It was brilliant, and Kevin was speaking there. And Kevin said to me, he said, Mark, did you know that Heinrich Himmler's staff car is buried on the CIA base in America? And I went, excuse me? There is a doc the documentary Out of the Shadows. He talks about that. There's some other clips where he, uh, another clip where I, mean, I remember him sending that to me. He talks about that. Now, the relevance of this is really, really important. Because if we say all the different fingers of the attack that the enemy has been doing, right, this is the key thing. That's it. That's Kevin's book. Thank you. Um, the, the, um, the key thing is this, is that Dallas, Dallas, yeah, um, the, the company of Shadows, yeah, company of Shadows, thank you. The Dallas who was then... Alan Dulles, who was head of, who then became first head of the CIA, and, and he was head of the OSS pre-CIA. The, 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 my understanding as well is that he then knew Jean Monnet, you know, who one of the pushers of the European Union and all this kind of thing. So the fact that the European Union then becomes a CIA construct, we then have to remind ourselves I mean, a load of this historically is uncomfortable, but as my dear friend uh, Audrey just messaged in the show to turn around and say that what they've accused us of being as conspiracy, as conspiracy theorists is now not conspiracy because it's out in the open big time. It's out there. Right? Pause, pause right there. Pause right there. Don't forget your thought. Don't forget where you're going. Yeah. I just want yeah. to show this, show this article again, and it's from Canada. Well, it's from um, 
sorry, zero hedge, but it's uh, Canada warns conspiracy theorists could burn 5G towers claiming linked to virus, right? <laughs> and, and so it says here that uh, given the extraordinary effect the COVID-19 pandemic has created on the lives of individuals across the world, crisis is mindful um, crisis is no CSIS is mindful that certain threat actors across multiple threat landscapes may have to take advantage to uh, advance their own interests, right? And that that the person writing that is John Townsend, right? But down right. here it says, perhaps the most elaborate asserts that 5G was de uh, designed by governments to depopulate the world and is part of a broader conspiracy theory called Agenda 21. Yeah. That imagines the United States is trying to establish a new world order. Then it goes into this. <laughs> None have any scientific validity, but white supremacists, neo-Nazis, <laughs> and anarchists have all adopted COVID-19 conspiracies conspiracy theories to varying degrees, while the anti-vaxxer movement has promoted the notion that 5G is responsible for spreading COVID-19. Now, there's a lot to say right there, but they give no evidence to the contrary of what they're trying to debunk, right? And then they project and lump us in yep. the categories that we don't belong. So it's Absolutely. So let's just, break, let's just break down. Yeah. Does... 5G cause COVID-19? No. Does 5G stop oxygen molecules adhering to the hemoglobin inside us as human beings? Yes, which then means that we have breathing problems, which means that the symptoms look exactly the same as someone who might have a high flu and finding it difficult to breathe, right? I'll just say it. And by saying things like that, I'm just going to say this without naming the channel. It's meant that I am not invited on to do interviews anymore because people are then afraid that they're going to get shut down. Yeah. Right? I'll just say that. There are experts on this. Barry Trower over here is British. British is an expert on this. Mark Steele, I've had the privilege to meet once, is an expert on this. Right? right. The 5G is a military-based technology. You use it to disperse crowds and all this kind of thing. It's been out there for a long, long time. So it then can come against you to stop you breathing properly. We then have to, the invisible rainbow, very, very good. Arthur Furstenberg, I've had the privilege to talk to him twice on the phone, and I have that book. And the key thing about this and what Arthur raises, Arthur talks about, the fact that as electrical beings, right, he talks about the Earth's magnetic field. And what's fascinating is that Arthur Marconi, Marconi was doing his radio experiments on the Isle of Wight. Um, he was one end. Queen Victoria was the other. I'm not saying that he murdered Queen Victoria, but Queen Victoria died. But what is interesting is that there, the slight link there in the fact that Marconi's radio experiments um, and the earth and the magnetic fields that he was creating damaged his his wife's health damaged his health he then moved i believe from the isle of wight i think to cornwall he moved to the uk mainland 
Now, Arthur raises some really, really interesting questions. So the Spanish flu pandemic, a load of flu vaccines are given. So let's spread the virus. Yeah, I said it. Let's spread the virus that way. Dr. David Kaufman has talked about the fact that exosomes were discovered 35, 36 years ago and saying that you cannot catch, here's the controversy, you cannot catch a virus. It's how we have been taught medically. I'm trying to get my head around that in regard to German measles and all the rest. In regard to, I remember saying, well, you know, was, uh, my kids were a certain age and were saying, oh, we must take them to all catch German measles and all this. The reason why you are not going to find a cure for the common cold is the cold and the flu you feel that is a way that all the toxins, as my dear friend Kate Shemineri can explain it better than me, that the toxins in your body, the cold and the flu is a way of chucking those out, right? We enter into the winter time. We might be a bit down. We haven't had enough vitamin C. We're not having enough vitamin D. We're not taking our, our, um, our uh, multi-supplements. And we're not, et cetera, et cetera. We're not, you know, drinking our fish oil, taking our fish oil pill and all the rest, right? Mm -hmm. And what happens is, is that by eating the crap that we are at times, by breathing the crappy air that we times, by drinking the crappy water at times, that comes into our bodies and all our toxins, we're throwing it out, right? Because we are not being taught that the best, and we're going full circle again. Isn't that fascinating, Chris? We're going full circle to what you started off with the beginning in the fact that how we can then reinforce our immunity system because the body, our body is the best um, immunity system that we have. I right? want to bring something up again. Go, mate. <laughs> I want to come back to Arthur first. And right, it's exactly. quite I want to touch this, then we come right back to Arthur, right? Yeah. So there's a... Um, I would call it a plan uh, in Europe to irradiate your food. And when you eat this food, it's going to taste great, but you're not going to have any vitamins in it. And so what happens there is that you start starving to death. Yeah. Right? And I booked up on this around 10 years ago or so, and it's called Codex Alimentarius. And a lot of people have been fighting against this, and in fact, some of the people that had videos of got it got taken down. Um, you want to look that up? Uh, I don't know. This is I just pulled this website up, but you see who's behind this? <laughs> I can't see that. Who's behind it? Gates or the UN? World, World Health Organization. Oh, what a oh! You mean the World Health Organization, run by Tetris Tetris? I'm a complete fraud, and I don't have a doctorate, and I'm the person, the first head of the. World Health Health Organization, who's not a doctor, who's who's in the hand of the pocket of the Chinese. Let's just make another comment on that. Klaus Schwab, two years ago, I think, invited um, the head of Xi Jinping, you know, the panda, um, invited the head of the Chinese Communist Party to come and address Davos, to come right. to the Economic Forum 2020, because the fourth industrial revolution has a huge Marxist streak within it, technocracy control. So you write yeah. Codex um, Alimentarius. Alimentarius. Right, um, Alimentarius, I need to uh, put my teeth in. I need to look at that. 
the whole thing is another way of starving people. Right. This is yeah. interesting. And especially as they wanted to bust up your food chain on your side of the pond, yeah. and Bill Gates start, you know, 3D, 3D printing beef and all this and all this. Right. Chris, yeah. I want to come. I want to come back to the Operation Paperclip. I want to yeah. come back to Annie's book. I want to come back to Arthur Furstenberg mm -hmm. and as well. But let's just come back to Arthur Furstenberg. Yeah. Arthur ma has made, is throwing out their links that people do not want to join up. Arthur, I mean, he, you know, loved the earth and all that. Fine. But Arthur talks about the dangers of mobile phone technology. Um you know, I made the classic mistake of uh, turning up saying, oh, can I have your mobile phone so I can phone you? I felt such an idiot. Um, but there we go. I'm just throwing that out. So he's he's got, you know, anti-mobile phone, big website. Um, yeah. But talking about the radiation, talk about the Earth's magnetic fields. And he says that as we have spread technology across the world, telegraphy from military bases is what then in his own interpretation, what he feels, spread what they then called the Spanish flu. So the technology created breathing problems and all the rest, right? The spread of telegraphy across the world. Now, my yeah. own record. Rec sorry. sorry? I, I, I recommend, because what, what you're saying here, most people that are not used to this information, they're going to be like, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? Oh, yeah. come on. Well, pretty much, you you have to get this book. That's right. And then I've you make it. a decision from here. You make a decision yeah, from there. Because the, the the only thing is that you the only thing you could ask is, are these guys lying? And no. are we not? Right. No, not. And yeah. well, you read this book and check it out. This is a lot of information. Brilliant, in brilliant. Thank um, you, Chris, for checking that out. Yeah, it goes into the um, what, what do you call it? The when we started. Ah, there we go. Where we started putting up these antennas. That's right. And what the effect was on the on the human body. Yes. And this was around the time of influenza. Listen, yeah. I, I'm not a scientist. I can't no. tell you what to think or what all this means. I'm just telling you at least do the research, at least check out the book and make up your own mind from there. Because yeah, we have great scientists nowadays and doctors and whatnot, but not everything written there is totally true. And a lot of things have changed. A lot of things have um, been miscued to keep uh, certain corporations in power, keep the debt cycle going and whatnot. So um, I, I, absolutely. And then and then it's looking at Tesla's technology, which is very interesting as well. And the fact that there is free energy and all of this um, It's very interesting to know that the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, who won the election on November the 3rd, that was stolen by Biden. Um, he uh, he um, he turned around and said, "I think his dad or his uncle knew Tesla, right?" So that we're just throwing yeah. that out. Uh -huh. So going back to Arthur's book and the spread of telegraphy, I think we've got to jump to the fact that there was another flu outbreak round about 1948, mm. in regard, and that was the spread of then uh, putting starting to build maybe on 1954, I think, intercontinental ballistic missiles technology coming into Europe, et cetera, et cetera. Then jump ahead to the fact that in 1968, thousands, well, maybe hundreds of satellites were put up in the sky, and then you had Hong Kong flu, 
around about the same time in 1968. Then you've got um, 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G, and you've got SARS, MERS, and all this kind of thing happening around about then. Now, I need to go through, finally finish the book and go through that more in detail, but it's all in there. And Arthur raises the fact that as the Earth magnetic field is challenged by we chuck out this technology and then it affects us now what is very very interesting um and the, chris where the book talks about and i think i talked about the, with this you a number uh, quite a while ago and i think the book touched on fascinating like say in america where you would then um of course telegraphies then spread across america um you know telephones etc and electricity starting to take off then the spread of um, diabetes, which mm -hmm. is rather interesting. He yeah. raises that issue, mm -hmm. right? I need to go into the book more and look at that. Yeah. But what, what I'm trying to communicate is, is the fact that we, this whole thing of how electricity technology, of course, affects us. Now, the reason why... A number of months ago, Michael Gove, MP, Duchy of Lancashire, um, a man who uh, who stabbed Boris Johnson in the back, or so we thought, in 2016. You see, the key the, the key thing dealing with the sort of the European Union and ending that, you know, we're all going. Are we going to actually? Are we actually going to leave the uh, European Union? Um, that um, that. Uh, Yep, thank you, Janet. Absolutely. Are, are, are we the, leaving the European Union? We're going to gain our freedom. And of course, they've been stalling for four years, knowing what was coming down the line. And none of us, we have to admit, all of us within our own community, others, we could never, we knew what was coming, but we could never have seen the shape it was, if we're honest, even though they have been telegraphing this because they telegraphed it this through Rockefeller Project Lockstep. Uh, they telegraphed this through the uh, COVID-19 part of the website, the Economic Forum 2020. Mm -hmm. They've telegraphed this, but unfortunately, we didn't quite see it, right? And now, pause right there. <laughs> I want to also remind people that even though the 5G technology is at its infancy right now, yeah. and we're not necessarily going to see a bunch of dead bodies outside, right? No. What they're putting it, putting in place is the control mechanism, control or grid. part of the control mechanism for human 2.0. Yeah. I, I have to keep stressing this because many people don't understand. It's it's here, but it's not fully implemented yet. Uh, we, we're talking about the wearables, the vaccine with the Trans, uh, transhumanism, transhumanism, the the vaccine with the mRNA. Uh, manipulator yeah. there, the, the yeah. nanotechnology, the the gel that's in there. This stuff does a lot of, it's just not the show for it, but I'm just trying to give you a little, little tidbits right now. These sort of technologies, they will help to track you all the time. So five- uh, uh, Absolutely. And Boris Johnson, last September, and I admit, I thought it was a bit of a joke. Mm -hmm. Boris Johnson gave a speech in the UN going on about nanoparticles and plasma coming in and, you know, and I mean, he's made two public criticisms of what he sees as anti-vaxxers, 
right? Yeah. You and I, or I say I talk for me, I would not be anti-vaccination if, if um, and I've, you know, I've had vaccinations and given yeah. vaccinations to my children. And I look back now and think, oh, my goodness, that wasn't maybe very wise. But the fact, the fact that if they're rushing out this COVID-19 vaccination where medical staff are being affected, they're stopping giving these vac vaccinations out. Our dear friend David Paxton was talking about this in regards to medical staff, I think, in Chicago, where they're stopping doing this, et cetera. And then we've had a nurse in Tennessee, you know, collapse on live television after she had a vaccination. You know, this is appalling. Now, we... Anthony Patch talks about that maybe the first one is going to be a bit of a placebo, but we know what they're then rolling out. And, of course, they've created the whole mental health situation, the, sort of the bullying thing over here. And I heard this where someone actually said they were in a, they were in a public space, they were avoiding having an argument, but someone suddenly said, so who's going to have the vaccine first? And uh, they all going to be good. Have a vaccine. No, 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 no. No, no, no. When the whole idea is, as you talked about, MNRA, you can, can now, uh, connect me, correct me on this, where it's moving to a point where our DNA will be redefined. It will change our DNA. And as you said, human 2.20. And uh, the doctor, um, Carrie Madej, talks about this and, and, and others with a number of, number of doctors, um, number, you know, Kate Shimoneri talked about this over here, and other people talked about this, whether that's Dr. Picardi, Bacradi, uh, Dr. Uh, Kaufman, and as I say, Carrie, Kate's talked about this, Sherry uh, Tempenny, ex uh, Dolores Carhill, etc. These people are warning. We've had the Barrington report over here, you know, 11,000 people signing this of medical background, Oxford University, Barrington, and our government are refusing to pay attention to the Barrington Declaration because, frankly, as far as I'm concerned, Hancock and Co., Vanity, you know, Valance, Witty, you know, now maybe Boris Johnson, of course, uh, they're all, you know, what, what are the links or how are they pushing their links? There seem to be links with Big Pharma is the big accusation, etc. Then you've got ID2020. Then you've got uh, banks involved and all this. Then the whole thing, as we said, about creating an, uh, a particular um, digital wallet, etc. Now, right. here's the tie. This is the important tie. Big Pharma, with the experiments on the Jewish people, all those experiments, Mengele's experiments were financed by IG Fairbairn. In 1944, in the Moulin Rouge Hotel, I think we've touched on this, and Annie Jacobson's book talks about this. There was a meeting in the Moulin Rouge Hotel. The Nazis come in to say, to admit that they are losing the war. They turn round and say to the industrialists, right? Yeah, register for human 2.0, yeah. They turn round to the industrialists and say, it's up to you to build the Fourth Reich. And as far as I'm concerned, as much as this is profoundly unpopular to say, the Fourth Reich, as far as I'm concerned, was the European Union. And a number of, you then had the Nuremberg trials on, and the Nazis were put on trial. They were then 
you know, hung, etc. And then the industrialists came in and they couldn't believe it. They then found themselves on trial. Now, here's an important thing politically, because America, by taking in the 300 Nazi scientists, took in corporate fascism into mm. America. It took okay. in to a group of people that were involved in the occult. The head, the first head of NASA, my own understanding of this, was Vernon von Brun. And oh. Vernon von Brun was head of Hitler's rocketry. You cannot make any of this up. I do believe there might be a statue of him, I think, in Atlanta, outside scientist thing. We'll have to check that. But you cannot make any of this up. The Nazis had anti-gravity machines. This whole thing we then talk about, we talk about this. It's out there. It's not talked about. Steve Quayle did a fantastic book, was revealing this. Um, yeah, sadly, that lady, uh, I've forgotten her name, brave warrior there and Brady, whistleblower Brady in regard. Brady Sorry? Von. Brady Vaughn. Brandy yeah. Vaughn. Brandy, Brandy Vaughn. A very, very brave woman who sadly has been taken out and murdered. Yeah. Um, Brady was a whistleblower and, of course, a, a big farmer insider and then talked about the dangers of vaccines. Yeah. This doesn't go down too well because these people, it's money and big pharma. We're, you know, the, the UK over here, I think, is being giving money to AstraZeneca and all this kind of thing. Yeah, the thing is, um, she's not the first one. There have no. been at least 20 or more over the last 10 or uh, 10 or so years. Yes. I've been yeah. found executioner style. That's so right. And, and many, many. And also this whole thing that Rockefeller did where, and your nation has been at the center of this, where it's looking at natural medicine, natural um, healing resources, which are in nature mm -hmm. to then take to naturally heal yourself. We don't need, you know, big, big, big pharma. You know, the oil then created, oh, we have all this, we now can create drugs. No, we don't need that. Um, there's a, so much healing process um, properties in distilled water and all this, which a friend of mine, I need to get into a friend of mine, Adrian, has been, has been pushing with incredible distilling machines and stuff. Yeah. And we need to look at all this, right? Now, yeah. and that's why, as you said, Chris, exercise is important. I've easily done my 10,000 steps up and down scaffolding and whatever today and, mm. and various other things um, and digging or whatever. So we're doing we're doing we're doing that. But but the key thing is this, is that at the end of the Nuremberg trials, a number of those scientists and industrialists then found themselves back working for German companies, right. <laughs> which were then part of the industrial the amazing industrial miracle, miraculous recovery of, of Germany after the second Volkswagen. after the Second World War. This includes Volkswagen. Oh yes, and, yeah. and Mercedes, etc., yeah. and uh, and other companies that does seem uh, doesn't seem very very comfortable. And then some of these people were then involved with you know the formation politically of the European Union. Now the other thing the other thing is as well when. I have two friends, and one of them is mutual friends. So um, I remember a story, a story where someone talked about uh, the fact that they met an ex-Nazi on a particular beach near where they live. 
-hmm. Then another friend of mine, another politician, a wonderful Christian, talked about when she knew of a an ex-Nazi that worked for a particular insurance company. These people were coming in as right. you know immigrants, etc. Now, then we of course in the past we've seen and still now when we've seen the Israeli government, um, Mossad, etc., tracking down these these ex-Nazis, right, and they're yeah. coming in. So all of that is extremely real, but. But the, here's the important thing, and in many ways it's quite a good thing to sort of uh, close on then. The important thing is, is that we have to remember the spiritual warfare that we are at, the spiritual dimension to all this, all of the occult. And look at the fact that it's like stand six feet apart, uh, wear a mask, uh, no more than six people to have a, in a bubble and all this kind of thing. It's very extremely occultic. Be in a circle. The fact that we're putting our children in circles. Wear a mask. Two muzzle. Two. I mean, I, you know, I went in the supermarket today. Shall be named nameless. I walk in. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. Right. And the reason why I come down to it, where if I'm wearing a snood thing, which I've got to in certain work situation, it's got the Israeli flag on it because I am making a reference to what the Nazis did in, in regard to human inhumane in experiments. Remember, we have to remember this, is that Cyclone B, which was the chemical that was poured into the gas chambers to murder the Jews, was created by I.G. Fairbairn, the, you know, the, the cartel. Now, just finally, in a sense, again, to finish on this, we all of this is... I would say it, maybe. I don't mean it in a rude way because I've said it. But all of this is a tie-up. This, this whole thing is a tie-up. We've been putting the pieces of the jigsaw together. Now, the wonderful Dave Hodges on your side of the pond, Dave, talks about this. He's talked about it on his show as he is, uh, you know, waking America up one, one, uh, one person at a time, so to speak. I've just completely mullered his catchphrase. Um, <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, Dave Hodges talks about this because his father, his father worked with German scientists, right? The Pentagon, yeah. He worked with um, he worked with German scientists. Yep. I need to uh, DARPA and all that. I need to get that really? other book of Annie's. Really? It's really. I'll just say this as an aside, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you're listening. It's really important that you buy books. It's really important you buy books and you build up a library, right? And you don't rely on the digital media. We look at what Hitler did in burning books. We look at this whole thing of uh, in Hong Kong, which is just heartbreaking, which is just awful, where people, young people have been protesting about the abuse of what China's been doing in Hong Kong. And these young people are put in buses and taken off for re re rehabilitation camps. The other day I was reminded by John uh, Shearmack on the Eric Metaxas show, where John was talking about Solzhenitsyn and the book that he um, wrote about his time in the uh, in the uh, camps there in Russia and the reprogramming camps, and the fact that Solzhenitsyn was, you know, a supporter of uh, communism and all the rest, and that what happened one day is that he just made a funny joke about Stalin's moustache, and then he found himself 
in a gulag for yeah. years and years, right? And then he wrote he wrote the the famous book that I can never ever pronounce. Um, Peligo, um, I've missed the first word. I apologise. We try and find that. We can try and find Solzhenitsyn's famous book, Chris. Put it on there. That put it up. That'd be great. But the key the key thing is is that he was put in a gulag because he took he was deemed that he was taking the Mickey out of Stalin's moustache. And then over time, he was writing the book. He was writing it on a little bit of parchments, and then it was smuggled out, right? And he then found his, he found his Christian faith. He went through such hardship. But here's the key thing. In 1992, in 1972, in America, in Congress, he gave a warning. He warned about the fact that you know that if america is not careful it will see its its decline you know and yeah. and of course we've then had other other um other uh, warnings from the famous ex kgb defector around about 1984 where uh, g edward griffin was doing uh, interviews with him and the KGB defector was warning about following on for what Solzhenitsyn was talking about, about the, the destruction of America from the inside. So we go back to the social democratic, social democratic movement of America. We go back to Bernie Sanders. We go back to Dianne Feinstein. We have to remember, or if people don't know this, but Dianne Feinstein, I believe in 1993, you know, was entertaining the then head of the Chinese Communist Party around her house. We have to remember, if people don't know this, that, and I don't mean it to be clever, I am passionate about your nation, I'm passionate about history, I am passionate about the fact that we need to grab the facts for people to understand where we are at and what is coming down the line. Yeah, absolutely. And we, and we have to remember that in Bill Clinton's second term, the Chinese put money into that. And there has been this accusation that the Clintons then sold weapons technology or gave weapons technology to to the uh, Chinese. Yes, yes. So much to unravel. Mm. And it, it spreads out in so many directions. But when you get these books written by great authors, it starts to come yeah. for you. The, the, what happened this whole year, you could have actually 100 books written about it. But you still won't understand until you start going back. Where, 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 the where, where does this come from? Why are they here? It goes all the way back to uh, Babylon. Mm. And then it yeah. comes forward in history. And you have these people that unfortunately are worshiping these spirits or whatnot. And um, they turn out to be banksters, businessmen, whatnot. Uh, and then it trickles down into organizations like this one. Um, give you the hold on a second it's called the brookings institute where did i put it oh, there? Oh, oh, oh. a huge <laughs> globalist shill a huge globalist shill brookings. is that the brookings institute on screen right. now right yes yes and most people they see it they just see it as a corporate website man listen these people help to change policy Okay, and they 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 infest infest the corporate world and whatnot, and they're all involved in the same old thing. Here goes Biden, <laughs> you know. 
this is not uh, a company that's for the greater good. They pretend that they are. They pretend that they are, but they're not. Uh, it's also the Tavistock Institute. That's yeah. Very, very entrenched in, in corporate society, and they help change a lot of things going on. So when you see people pretty much adapting to the same things at the same time, it's usually because something like that or the United Nations or some other entity that they come up with this plan, they give them the plan and they implement it in their in their systems. And here we are. So well, you've got the trilateral commission, trilateral. et cetera. And you know, there's Hillary, there's Hillary Clinton going, Oh, and my office is just down the road, and isn't it so handy? And I can just pop in here to get her orders from them, from these globalists. We have to remember that the fame that water concrete water concrete the news voice of right. america for many many years why you know and now neil armstrong is going to come out of the little spaceship and say some famous words you know and all that and they remember when uh, i was far too young i was born um yes i was born the, the fact that Neil Armstrong, you know, there they are going to the moon and there's water concrete, you know, one, you know, the famous giving, giving the, uh, the address and the commentary over that. Now, we, we're not going to debate whether we went to the moon or not, or whether it was a, you know, whether it was some kind of set um, directed by Stanley Kubrick on the back of um, some uh, film lot somewhere. That's another interesting subject. But, but the fact is that water concrete then in a meeting, in a in an award ceremony, Termans and admits that he was a socialist, turned around and admit that he was um, you know, anti-Christian, Termans and admit that he is uh, one big globalist shill. And there's Hillary Clinton comes on, you can find it on the internet, and there's Hillary Clinton comes on to congratulate Walt for getting this particular award. You know, and says, "Well, you are the voice of America," and I also felt, I always felt very comforted by listening to you. Yeah. Really, really interesting from the woman I believe that wrote her PhD on Salalinsky, that was taught by Salalinsky. Yeah, that Obama was influenced by Salalinsky, and just as an aside, um, Bill Ayres, member of the Weather Underground, a terrorist who went to planted bombs, sadly, around America. And uh, he married to Nadine Dawn. And then, uh, you know, sadly, I think uh, a policeman was murdered. The the uh, the fact that, you know, I think Bill Ayers wrote uh, Obama's autobiography. And there he launched Obama's political career on his sofa in his house. These are the kind of political influence that has gone on while... We have been, you know, having bread and circuses and we've been going to baseball matches or we've been going to rugby matches or we've been going to football matches and we've been completely and utterly taking our eye off the ball and what's going on. And now we're playing, now we're playing catch up. The other key thing I wish to say here, when we talk about environmentalism, there's a very important country that's played a very important part to this and how certain things have been twisted, but it's how... The build-up to this, and Carl, uh, our friend Carl Teagrip's book, um, talks about talks about this. Talks about in 1997, this whole movement within Canada in regard to green politics, and of course, green green politics. It has this Nazi link, 
It has this fascist link. It has this control link. And what's interesting when we talk about fascism and communism and it's this whole thing of the means of production, fascism, everyone says, you know, um, or say in communism, the means of production seems so obvious. Everything's owned by the government. And fascism, they turn, the communists turn around to the fascists and say, well, you know, you're, it's just private private enterprise that's owning this and you're just a bunch of fascists, basically. Well, actually, the private enterprise, the people running uh, within the Nazis at that time, they were members of the uh, Nazi party. As Tavistock are the ones that created the heartwarming stories we see on MSN, yeah. Now that pull on people's heartstrings, they created those, among other things. Yep, Sarah, they certainly do. And then we have, uh, you know, um, those kind of institutions over here. There's a very good book. I've forgotten the surname uh, written by about the Tavistock. I've forgotten the guy's name. His Polish surname. Um, oh. He's written all about that. Yeah. Some yeah. people want to know where at, where they could find you. Uh, they think you have a YouTube channel. <laughs> I wish I had a YouTube. I need to have a YouTube channel. I do have a YouTube channel. There needs to be loads of stuff on there. Um, so you can find me on mark, MarkSutherland.org. It's got a load of short films of mine. Um, as you know, a couple of years ago, I didn't mean it to be prophetic, but I made a short film warning about communism called The Iris Echo. Thank you very much, Chris. It's very kind of you. Um, I'd love people to view that, spread that. Then I've got another short film that I made, I produced in 2016 called uh, Between Lambs and Lions. It's censored on YouTube. That was my warning and contribution to try and wake people up to the 2016 election and about uh, the 44th president of the United States. Um, so there's a number of things I've done. There's interviews of mine on there. I need to load up a few more. But you can find me on there. Um, if you want to contact me by email, I've got no problem with that, which is MarkSutherland26 uh, at gmail.com. Um, I um, I have just, I was banned again on Facebook, put in another 30-day jail. What uh, a surprise. Uh, I'm coming to the end of that. Um, well, we'll see. Maybe uh, that won't last. And what's interesting, I put up truth about a comment that Fauci said, and then they got banned. So I need to start spreading into Tumble, uh, which our dear friend Davis talked about. Rumble. Sorry. Rumble. Rumble, sorry. And then getting Parler sorted out, MeWe and all these, all these kind of things. Um, so I need to sort that out. I am on Twitter. Uh, look me up on there. But uh, MarkSutherland.org, you can gauge, you can engage me on there. My website, yes, I know I need to do a lot more work on it, and that's happening. And there is a YouTube channel, and in time, with various things that go on, I hope to, in time, while the Lord tarries, to have my own radio show over here, which means that you and I could talk to each other, other people can talk to each other, and we can start to talk about things like we are now that are not talked about in the church, but I do or in the mainstream, but I do believe are the truth. Chris, yeah. thank mm -hmm. you very much for tonight. I really appreciate it, my brother. No problem, sir. No problem. I just want to say a few more things before we end it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, one is is going into the realm of prayer. Yeah. Um we all want this to turn around, and I believe it will, actually, at least in America. I believe it will. 
for certain reasons I'm not going to get into now. Uh, so, but in the meantime, we need to pray for God's will. Yeah. What is God's will for the future of America, the future for Europe, the future for Canada, the future for the world? Uh, because there is coming a time. We're not there yet. Okay. That's why this, this is why I want to bring this up based on the vaccine, based on a couple of things. We're not in the seven-year tribulation. We're just not, okay? If we were, trust me, you would know. And I don't plan on being there based on my view on the preacher of rapture. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, we pray God's will to bring in his kingdom, right? And we pray God's will over our life. We don't know. So the Bible tells us we don't know what to pray, right? And so asking for, for wisdom, for guidance, and he will give it to you. And don't be afraid of none of this stuff, okay? Don't be afraid of none of this. Don't be afraid of the people planning this stuff, plotting it, whatever. Uh, whatever. People have died, yes, but uh, there, God has us alive for a reason. God has us creating these amazing ministries for a reason. And um, I believe there's going to be some sort of awakening um, in the near future. I don't know where it's going to start, where it's going to end, whatever. But I, what I want to say is we are close to the end of the church age. I believe that with all my heart. Right. And based on that, we have a lot of work to do, whether it goes one way or another, whether it goes one way or another. OK, so we have a lot of work to do and we need to pray for his will and spread the gospel, man. Spread the gospel, form conversation. We have so much content on our YouTube channel. Mark has created some great short films. We can use all of this stuff to create um, conversations and That'll open the door for you to, to reach a soul. Okay. Um, I, I want to also bring back up what I told you guys it's going to release today is our, give me a second here. It's called the God Save America t shirt. Okay. I'm working on these items and it will be launched today. I just wanted to give you guys a little insight of what's going on in the background. I told you some new shirts were coming. Okay. And here we are. I hope you like the design. <laughs> it might fail. It might not. You know, <laughs> it might succeed. But that's what we have coming out today. Um, you know, everyone says, you know, God bless America. But then a lot of people aren't saying, why should he? <laughs> why should he? Mm -hmm. People need salvation, you know. And we are at this, this time in our country where we've dropped the ball as a church. We've dropped the ball um, as patriots and but we have a, a, something happening where people are actually turning around you know you can't cure stupid but you can help them <laughs> right and so we want to reach those people to not we just don't we don't want to be an echo chamber a christian echo chamber where we only talk to ourselves and we just you know continue preaching to the choir we have to reach the lost and that's what this program is about that's what this whole what two hours and eighteen minutes of talking is to is to educate you and give you an equipment to go and reach people because uh, the time that's coming, which we believe is close, you don't know how close, but it's close. Uh, what I can advise you to do is go and look into what's happening with the Jewish people. Look at a temple that they're ready to build, and all those things because those are very very enormous signs of where we're at in the prophetical narrative. Okay. So 
you start there and you trickle back and you start seeing what's going on around the world is a convergence happening with within tech within politics within all these things within the global reset if they get away chris, with it yeah chris i just want to say that it's a privilege to talk it's a privilege to be given an outlet to actually talk and to put to try and help put facts together to put uh things in the melting pot for everyone to chew over and we are call to be like the Bereans to do our own research and do not accept anything I've said please go and do the research go and look for things I know Chris very kindly has put books up um, and uh, we've mentioned people to go and do that research it's really important this is not about entertaining people right. this is not about entertainment oh mate it really isn't it's actually quite difficult to do this because at times we're definitely on the front line and it um, it comes at a very big cost at times right? for us collectively, individually. And I'm not saying that as a victim and go, woe is me. I don't mean that at all. What I'm saying is, is that it's an absolute privilege to have a platform to be able to speak, to be given a voice, and it's to encourage all of us to get out there and to spread the gospel, to use this event to spread the gospel and to get going. And the fact is, I believe that the church has left the building and is now got to be active like the battalions it is and to get going. Going, Yes, sir. And one more final thing. We, we mentioned all this earlier, but I want to end off on this as well. Okay. Because it's very important that you guys read, read, read. Here it is, COVID-19, the Great Reset. This is their words, not ours. Okay? The Fourth Industrial Revolution, their words, not ours. <laughs> the Rockefeller Foundation, um, scenarios for the future of technology and inter international development, their words, not ours. Sustainable development Agenda 21, in their words, not ours. You could find this. Some of these you could find free. Okay. So it says the United Nations Conference on Environment and Development, Rio de, Rio de Janeiro. Okay. Agenda 21. You could find it very easily. Um, the Rome Institute for of the International Criminal Court. Find that. Uh, United Nations Transforming the World, the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Devel Development. It's all the, it's, this is free. This one is free, 41 pages. This one I might have to put up on my website because <laughs> this is not on the person's side anyway, anymore. Then we have, um, what's this? Uh, the World Health Organization. This is mm -hmm. on their website, immunization, vaccines, and biologicals. Now, remember, they're going to paint this in pretty words for you to, you know, join their cause. So be careful of the brainwashing. This is easy to find. Uh, this this stuff is not what we're, where we're going. But oh, one final book I want to mention for people that don't understand the Trilateral Commission and all this stuff is Brotherhood of Darkness by yeah. Dr. Stan Monteith. Okay, he, Stan, Stan Monteith was not a dumb person. He was a, he was a neurosurgeon, I, I believe, and he had his own radio program called Radio Liberty. I used to yeah. watch, listen to it all the time. And you can find this online. Whether I'm not going to name any stores, you. Just, you go take a look. You, you'll learn about the CFR, trial commission, and all these things that we talked about. So get educated 
and this is not conspiracy at all whatsoever. This is just conspiracy. What they plan to do with people, what have they done over the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years and beyond. So with that, <laughs> we're going to um, end our program. I just want to mention again that if you are not a Christian, what are you waiting for? Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. We were that we died. We sorry, we were born in sin. He came down from glory, wrapped himself in human flesh, and Amen. died on the cross for us. And then he resurrected. If you don't believe that, but you feel God tugging on your heart with what I just said and what we've been explaining, is today's the day for salvation. Don't wait. Anyone can pass 30 seconds from now. Have an aneurysm, have a car crash, whatever the thing is. Um, if you die today. Do you do you think that you would do you believe that you would be in heaven with Jesus Christ or do you believe that you would be partying in hell? Something to think about. So with all that, remember, um, preach the gospel and don't let them burn. Mark, thanks for joining me. And we have to do this again soon. We, we will. And thank you, my brother. It's been a real privilege to do. And thank you very much indeed. All right. Thank you, sir. That's it, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for the comments. And please like, subscribe, and share. It's very important. If you are subscribed, just share and like. Thank you so much. Good night. Good day. All right.